Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, everybody. I am so glad you decided to listen to the podcast this week. It is going to be one of my favorites, I can tell you, before we even get started. So this week, we have Ashley Wiggers with us. Now, you might not know her name. I didn't know her name originally when I first met this girl, but I knew there was something special about her because I had met her mom. And I know the past two weeks, we had Carrie Oakley Miller on and we talked about Carrie's husband dying suddenly on a business trip at the age of 39. Carrie was only 31. And, man, when the plan wasn't the plan. And I would say Ashley had a similar story that she's going to share with you. But let me first tell you how I met Ashley. So one day, I knew who Ashley was. I had seen her at homeschool conferences, and someone had pointed out to me. And so I just felt led to walk up to her and start babbling. And I still want to beat myself up for this. So poor Ashley is trying to work at the Geo Matters booth, talking about curriculum and all these serious things. And I bust up. I think they actually, she walked by my booth and I bust up on her and started talking about her mom. And, and then of course I'm thinking, what am I doing? I just shared a personal story in a very public place with this young girl lady and tears began to flow as you would imagine once you hear the story. And, um, but since then, she's had a special place in my heart, and I check on her every time we go to conferences, and and I'm excited to get to know her with you today, because I don't know much about her, and I cannot wait to hear her family story, and I know you're going to feel the same. So I'm so glad you're here, Ashley. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited, and uh, that day that we met, I think, you know, it, it's a special thing in my heart, too, because we were just instantly real with each other and there was no going back after that. (laughs) You're right. And, you know, I know people who listen to this podcast, if they know one thing about me, it's pretty much, well, they probably know two things. I'm a hot mess. Something's always going to go wrong and I'm always (laughs) going to be willing to talk about it because just like last night, uh, I mentioned to you before we hit record that my, um, we have a guest suite and it flooded last night, flooded down to my basement onto all of my curriculum. And so we have people trying to oh. save it and make sure all is okay. And so it has been a bit stressful, but there was no way I was going to miss this opportunity to talk. So what I want you to do, tell us first about your family. Tell us about what's going on now. And then we're going to back up a little bit. So tell us about your okay. life now. Sure. Well, my husband and I have been married for about 11 years and we have a little boy named Lincoln He's about to be three, and we also have one on the way. So we're a growing family, and we're excited about it. So you are right where um, most of the moms are. They're listening to the podcast. Yes, and I told you before we got started that I have been listening to your show, and it is such an encouragement. I mean, on those days where you just want to pull out your hair, I put on your podcast, and it reminds me of, you know, that I'm not alone and that um really – these are fleeting moments, and they need to be cherished. So thank you for being such wow. a, a wonderful encourager. That is, it really is such a gift for me, and I so get it. My daughter-in-law was just here with the twin boys this weekend and my granddaughter, and it was so 
funny. She said, she looks at me with these eyes and I see her and I'm like, I know, girl, I've been there. You know, I know. What can I do for you? And so for me, it's such a pleasure to get to be empathetic and understanding and say, you know, gosh, I understand that time. But also I'm on the other side where I know looking back, it's like, oh, I kind of miss that. Like I miss it a mm-hmm. lot, actually. So it is fun to encourage. So you and your husband both grew up as homeschoolers, right? Yes, which is so funny. We met at a homeschool convention about 15 (laughs) years ago, and I never, I mean, I was 18 at the time, and I just never thought the whole homeschooling world, I was I was way cooler than all of them, and then I I saw him, and we pretended to visit each other's booth to look at, you know, I was pretending to look at maps at his parents' booth, and he came over and pretended to look at what we had, and um, we just, you know, it was just one of those things that God set us up, and uh, the rest is kind of history. So uh, oh we have to say it's a match, a match made in homeschool heaven. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're every homeschooling mom's dream right there. They're like, if only my daughter could go to a homeschool conference. <laughs> And meet some homeschool kids. That would be hilarious. I know my kids like my um, son. Speaking of just being too cool, my teenage son is so cute. He's getting a job, and I like, dude, go work at Chick Fil A. He goes, Mom, that screams homeschooled. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, jeez, it's okay to be homeschooled. Um, well, I think that makes you unique because we're just now getting where we're seeing that second generation homeschool world you know so it's fun because we're getting to ask okay how is your story how is it like for you and and I want to talk about that but first I want to tell everyone about your mom Debbie Strayer and the homegrown preschooler came out five years ago our book and we just were releasing it and showing it to the world for the first time your mom your mom walked by the booth I can remember it like it was yesterday she walked by she glanced and then she came back by and and so I started chatting with her, and she was telling me about the magazine, Homeschooling Today, and she was telling about what she was doing, and then she just kind of was thumbing through the book as we were talking. And in that probably 20-minute conversation, your mom encouraged me. She said, this is needed. This is what young moms need. How can I help you? I mean, she was amazing. I mean, this is a woman I didn't know at the time. Now, since I've learned that that was pretty much who your mom was, right? Your mom mm-hmm. was, let me, let me help you. Let me lead the way. Let me, I mean, she used her gift to serve others and to be a trailblazer. Is that how you would describe mm-hmm. your mom? Absolutely. She was a born encourager and um, she was great at being able to see something unique and special in someone else and just hone in on that so that they would know that it was valuable and important. And um, she just had a way of making people feel special. She really did. Well, I sent her home with a copy of that book, or I thought she'd be going home with a copy of that book. And I, that day I said to myself, this is a lady I want to get to know. This is a lady that I think will be able to impact me and help me on my journey. And um, gosh, it's hard to even say what happened next, but that very evening, your mom got to, it makes me cry. Like I'm tearing up talking to you. I can't imagine you. Um, your mom got to meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she um, passed away unexpectedly in the middle of the night. And, um, you know, that was just news that I never expected to hear the next day. So I, I can not imagine. I, I just, 
brokenhearted, I'm sure, does not even begin to describe you and your mom. And that was before you had had Lincoln. And um, Mm -hmm. so I know that that has been a a difficult road for your family, I can imagine. I don't know. I can imagine that's been a a difficult road as you've embarked on parenthood yourself. So tell us about her. What else do we need to know about your mom? Yeah. So mom was... um, you know, she was kind of the life of the party, and um, she was a great writer, uh, so she was an author and a speaker, and her message was really uh, the book that she wrote called Gaining Confidence to Teach. That was her mission in life. She wanted mm. to help parents understand that they could do this, and um, she actually had an educational background, so for her, she was a really big asset to the homeschooling movement because she was around right at the beginning of it. And Mm -hmm. she was able to come in with her educational background and say, listen, I know what they're doing in the classroom. And I know that you parents are capable of this, that you can do a great job of educating your children. And I think that was a very timely message because parents were just trying to have that courage and that um, belief in themselves that they could do it because there was there was not much to compare to yet. <laughs> no, this was and well so, before homeschool conferences like we know today. I mean, it was mm-hmm. in the beginning where you still had to hide out with your kids until 3 o'clock. I mean, she was yes. one of the, you know, I will say rebels because I think it's pretty cool that these group of adults said, hey, we're going to be rebellious against what the dictator to us, and we are going to educate our children ourselves. So I love these trailblazers. I get so excited when I talk to that first group of homeschoolers. So she was that, and then she took it professionally, right? Tell us about her work and what she started other than her book. She did some other things. She did, yeah. So she started uh, Homeschooling Today magazine, which Alex and I, my husband and I, are so grateful that we are the publishers of that now and kind of brought it back into the family a few years ago. So she started that back in 1992. A long time ago. Wow. um, Yeah, a long time ago. (laughs) Yes. And she also wrote a curriculum called the Trail Guide to Learning series. And Mm -hmm. I love um, working with GeoMatters and being able to help families use this curriculum because I feel like I'm handing them the way that I was taught, the way that I was brought up. And I still love learning today because of the way that I was taught. So um, it's a, it's a complete curriculum that connects the subjects together and you, you learn as a family. So you read aloud and you do experiments and activities and, you know, it's laid out for parents so that it's real easy to use, but it makes learning meaningful, which was just, that was her heart. And you know, you know me well enough, I'm sure to know that's my heart as well. I mean, I love that. I want kids mm-hmm. to be lifelong learners, self-starters, excited about discovery and experience and have a sense of wonder. And it seemed as if that was right along with your mom's message and her philosophy of learning as well. Absolutely. And I, I love getting to do what I do because I can come along as the student who experienced this and I can encourage parents and say, Listen, when you make it about the relationship you're building and you make it about these things that, you know, learning is bigger than just a workbook or getting it done, it's not a job, it's an opportunity to learn with your child. And that's the way that it was in our home. So learning became an adventure for us, 
you know, it wasn't just about mm. school. It was a lifestyle. Well, and I'm sure you are a homeschool mom's dream to be able to talk to someone who grew up in that. I can imagine you have the ability to put a lot of mom's hearts and minds at ease because they get to see the fruits of what that looked like. They get to see, okay, she was homeschooled this way, and look at her. She's running a business. She's got a family. She, you know, seems well-adjusted <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. I like, you know, all those things. I like to say that I'm not too socially awkward, you know, so I try to find those things right away. Right. Look, we're, but, we try to say, look, we're having a conversation. Look at here. You know, I learned mm-hmm. something. And I always what would you say your mom said? Yeah, I was just going to say, I always try to encourage parents, too, that I don't wish for different memories. You know, I think sometimes uh, um, you think that, oh, they're they're going to wish for this or they missed out on that. And I don't look back and think that. I am so grateful for the memories that we had as a homeschooling family. So I just want to encourage you parents today with that. chills. I just want you to know that I had chills like all over my body when you just made that <laughs> statement. I don't wish for different memories. I think that might be my favorite statement of the year. I don't wish for different. I love that. Boy, what a compliment to your to your mom and to your family. How would you say your mom's legacy has impacted you now that you're a mom? Little Lincoln and baby on the way. <laughs> yes. Um, she wasn't perfect and she helped us um be real with each other so she would she would apologize from time to time and really showed me what unconditional love looks like because it Mm -hmm. it looks like fierce passionate love for someone but you're not always going to do it right you're not always going to say things correctly or um, you know, this, that, and the other. And so she showed us that balance of, you know, this is my heart, and I'm sorry if I didn't meet that. And I think it's important for parents to realize, you know, it's okay to apologize to your kids from time to time. And that shows us how to treat each other um, and that we need to apologize too from time to time. But she she just loved us fiercely. I remember she said that, um, she really found out who she was when she became a mom. That was like the best job for her. And she used to tell us on a regular basis that there was no place she'd rather be. And I think that sometimes we can get wrapped up. I really try to keep that in mind, being a mom now. That, you know, yes, things can get difficult and, you know, spills happen and, uh, accidents happen and things like that, but really, at the end of the day, there's no place I'd rather be than home with my son. Yeah. And that was I love that. that. I love show. yeah. Two things that you said: the the asking for forgiveness. I remember one time talking to another homeschool graduate and asking her what made the most impact on her family, you know, her education and her life growing up in a homeschool family, and she said that. It was her mom being willing to apologize when she wasn't perfect, and that helped her know two things. It was okay to not be perfect herself, and then it helped her be able to ask for forgiveness as well. So I think that's key. I think we as moms have to realize that when we present as perfect to our friends, to our kids, we are doing no one a favor, that really we live in a fallen imperfect world, and that's why we need a savior, and our children need to know that because we we really will benefit them by being willing to humble ourselves 
can ask for forgiveness because if you've listened to this podcast, you know I make mistakes. I mean, I've lost it with my <laughs> children before and had to go back and think, I mean, these facts should probably show up and take them away, right? I'm a horrible mom. I should be, I should never be their mom. But then you remember that, okay, we, we are in an imperfect world and, and all I can do is go back and do everything I can to restore that relationship with them. And, and every time for me, and it will be for you, I'm sure too, that my relationship is actually a little stronger with my kids when I have to humble myself and go back mm-hmm. and apologize. It really strengthens us. So I love that that's how she impacted you. And then it was, the fact that she loves she you fiercely. Yeah. Yes. And she wasn't um, <laughs> altogether organized either. I mean, you call yourself a hot mess. She would totally identify with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to tell parents that too because I don't want to present that I had this this perfect, wonderful, you know, everything went smoothly um, upbringing. It wasn't. It wasn't always like that. There were great moments, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I have treasured memories of homeschooling and being taught by my mom and being shown how to love and all those super important things. But I also try to tell parents that, you know, she couldn't cook to save her life. She, (laughs) You did not want her in the kitchen cooking, and we actually used to have a meal on a regular basis um, called tuna stuff. Okay, so let me give you the ingredients. Oh, no. It was a can of of tuna, macaroni and cheese, sour cream, and a can of peas mixed together. Mm. And that was dinner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And so I try to to tell parents that, you know, she, when it really counted, when it really mattered, I knew she had my back. I knew that she was going to help us in whatever we needed. I knew that she loved us and all these things that really make the difference, but she wasn't perfect. I think that's key because I think we all get so hung up on everything. We get hung up on the laundry. We get hung up on the dinner. We get hung up on the house. Mm -hmm. We get hung up on everyone. And what I'm hearing from you and what I feel in my gut is right is that Yes, we have to do some of those daily chores, but that, at the end of the day, is not what matters. What matters is that she loved you fiercely. What matters is that she had your back. What matters is, obviously, she instilled in you that you could take over a business, too, that you believed (laughs) that you could do whatever it is you wanted to do. So if we would focus, as moms, if we could focus on that stuff, and not get so hung up on the day-to-day stressors, I think we'd all be better for it. So your mom, in her hot mess, chaos, non-cooking self, maybe had the secret. Who knows? (laughs) So what was important? Well, and I even, I have a learning disability. So for me, homeschooling enabled me to progress at my own rate. And Mm. something that was so important to her is that she wanted me to feel successful every step of the way. So even though I wasn't always on grade level, you know, she was there to support me and encourage me where I was and show me, oh, look, you're making progress here. And, oh, look, you can do this now where you couldn't do that a year ago. Um, Mm. And so that was, I can't even tell you that. That's why I am who I am today. I remember we had Book It. So you would, you know, get together in little groups and tell about a story that you've read. And here I am 
in front of a small group of my peers, and I was just terrified. I was a shy kid, and I didn't want to get up in front of these people and tell about this book that I had read. So mom, seeing that fear in me, she just stepped up and said, well, what if I hold the book? I'll be your Vanna White, and you can tell about the story. And I said, oh, yeah, I can do that. So that's what we did. She stood next to me, and even though none of the other kids had their parents standing next to them, you would think that I would have felt odd or out of place, but because she made me feel like I was fine and everything was good, then I didn't worry about it. And I think that's something we don't realize the power of influence we have over our kids to help them feel okay where they're at because, you know, her encouragement and her support was what helped me grow. It wasn't about other people or what they thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important. It's such a message I want to get out there with you and your mom is that we don't have to live in this world of cookie cutter lives. I mean, even in the homeschool community, We've got to go after mm-hmm. what's best for our children because the Lord gave your mom you and your brother, gave, you know, she knew that, you know, you were her job. And, and that's how mm-hmm. we all should feel. We shouldn't worry about, you know, our best friend's kids and keeping up with them and doing it the way they do it. And I love that your mom said, hey, let's do it this way. How about that? And that you trusted her <laughs> so much to go, all right, that sounds like a plan, of course. There were probably, to be honest, there were probably several kids in there wishing that their mom would have stepped up and done that. Because speaking in front of people is terrifying for a lot a lot of people. And now look at you. You do it all the time. That's awesome. I know. I can't believe I, I'm sure, you know, standing next to her that day, not being able to even get in front of this little group of friends, she didn't look at me and think, oh, this girl is going to be a public speaker someday. <laughs> but you know what? That might have been the very thing that allowed you to grow enough to be that public speaker. It's amazing, isn't it? The things that are used that we don't even realize. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about the magazine and other stuff you guys are doing now. So you've taken it back over, and Mm -hmm. it's a subscription. How do people get get that magazine? And then you mentioned that your company also just took over another business. So just tell us all the stuff that you're doing. Sure. Okay, so... Homeschooling Today magazine, um, you can subscribe at homeschoolingtoday.com. And um, our goal is we come out quarterly, and our goal is really to just come alongside the homeschooling parent, remind them of what's most important, what matters in the end, because we all need those reminders to help us keep on track and kind of keep in that center of what is the long-term perspective. So it's my goal that the magazine would be that kind of – encouragement, that rudder that helps you get back to the center of of what you're really after. And then Uh uh, we also just took over unitstudy.com, which is uh, unit studies by Amanda Bennett. And Amanda and my mom actually go way back and have always shared in the ideas of what learning should look like, that things should be connected and exciting and, you know, really how to make learning come alive. So we're, we're really... Um, loving being able to publish those unit studies and get them out there to a whole new generation of moms who maybe haven't heard about them. So, so are they online or are they an actual product, a handheld product like they're, a booker? They're digital. And the thing about okay. it is Amanda really um, just wanted to kind of see what the future of learning was going to look like. And she 
wanted kids to be able to touch and discover and click on things and watch a video. So like she'll, she has expedition geography series where, you know, you're, you're learning about France and now you can click on a video and watch the Eiffel Tower at night and see it come alive. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yes, it's really cool. And so it's that kind of um, individual-led discovery learning atmosphere with it. I love that. That's fascinating. So what is the website to that? Unitstudy.com. And she has over 100 different titles. So there's there's volcanoes and all kinds of things that kids will love to learn about, even kites. And she has one on, you know, insects and just things that are going to make kids get excited. And one thing we know about kids is that when they are interested in learning, they gain the information so much quicker. So if we can just grab, I know my oldest or one of my oldest, I have a zillion, but um, I remember John <laughs> Michael, he was so interested in um, in all kinds of inventions. And so I had to go on this hunt to find, you know, books and information on different inventions because he wanted to know how everything was invented and it was fabulous, all the stuff we learned just from that simple, who invented this question? Who invented that? So pay attention to what your kids are asking questions about. And then it sounds like this might be a perfect place to go when they do have these inquisitive things that they want, you know, they're asking about. So I think that sounds fabulous. All right. So Ashley, um, let's go back to your mom. If she could be on this podcast with me today which would be amazing. I know, right? What do you think would be something she would tell the young moms? What is something she would say about these people just diving into uh, motherhood and possibly homeschooling? What would she say? Um, A couple things. She would say, remember that this is a gift and not a burden. Don't let it become a burden. Uh, And she would, her life verse is 1 Thessalonians 5.24, And it says, faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. So that was her, just something she would share again and again, because she wanted people to look up and realize that it's not all on your shoulders. You don't have to figure everything out. You know, you have support and you have someone on your side that's going to help you. Um, So that that was her message. And I wanted, if it's okay, to read something that she wrote that I thought would really resonate with your audience. Yes, I'm, I might start crying because I'm already on the verge. <laughs> yes, please do. Okay. It's called The Heartstrings of Homeschooling. Peanut butter sandwiches cut into shapes with cookie cutters. Colored paper plates for lunch. Hot chocolate with marshmallows in the morning. Snuggling on the porch while it rained. Doing school on a blanket under the tree. These are small things in the big scheme of things, but in the end, maybe the things that mattered most. Why so important? These are the events that painted the picture of the heartbeat of our homeschool. Daily life in homeschooling isn't like life in a school. There, days turn on the hinges of big events, tests, grades, programs, passing, failing, dramatic events that move the year forward. Our homeschool life moved more like the waves at the beach. Consistent, comforting, friendly. Of course, there were the occasional storms or unusual tides, but for the most part, our focus was on daily routines that were familiar and peaceful. This came about because of something wonderful I observed from my mentor, Dr. Ruth Beechick. 
Her relationships with her own grown sons reflected an understanding of caring and learning together that wasn't at all schoolish. It was natural, like the beach, with the normal ebbs and flows of the demands of life, yet carried along by the current of care for one another and interests and what each one thought, which builds lifelong friendships. This brings me back to the sandwiches, paper plates, and marshmallows. Doing small things is the best way to show someone how much you treasure your time together. While doing school may be the reason for spending so much time with your children, it certainly doesn't have to be the thing that they would remember most. Learning together can certainly be memorable, but the most memorable thing about it won't be the subject matter. It will be the thousands of minutes that tie each bit of work together. The value of the best academic activity can be lost when hemmed in by the impatience or the let's get it on let's get on with it sigh. Your children know when you care about how they feel and when you just want something done. Every day has its own demands, but not every demand has to be made a priority above the few extra minutes it takes to communicate care and concern. When your children grow up, they may not remember all the academics you taught, but there is one thing they will remember, and that is their place in your day. Were they just part of your to-do list? Did your schedule become the master of your day and attitude? Did you enjoy the time you had been given to get to know and appreciate these gifts from God? Now that my children are grown, we talk about the special things we did when they were children and how much they appreciated them. As they become parents, I have some gifts in mind. The first will be a set of cookie cutters tied together with what will look like ribbon, but upon closer inspection, they will find that those ribbons are really heartstrings. Yeah, I can't handle that. (laughs) Wow. That was mom. Wow. Oh, Ashley, what powerful words. What powerful words. Yeah. How could any of us have said it better? And that's Um, what she lived by. What a gift to you. What a gift to you as a young mom to have that from your mom. I know you are grateful. Um, On that note, I feel like I need to go cry. I'm (laughs) going to have to end this, but, man, Debbie Strayer, thank you. Thank you for how you've impacted Mm -hmm. this community. Thank you for this gift of a daughter. And, Ashley, thanks so much for being here. I was so loved getting to know a little bit more about your family. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon on next week's podcast. I hope you have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Girl, that was something. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.